In this episode of the InStuff podcast, my first thought is, of course not. Like, then what if you want to have a I'm, natural? Death? I'm such an eligible guy that I could have my pick of women. Why would I settle <laughs> for a dead one? <laughs> <laughs> But, oh my, I just made myself so lightheaded. Oh my gosh. Life in your 40s. That's when you can like pass out just by laughing Throw too hard. Throw your back out while you're laughing. <laughs> Coming up next on the InStuff Podcast. The InStuff Podcast is brought to you by ScratchBand. Do me a favor and sit on your hands a second because I got something I don't want them to hear. Your hands are trying to kill you. Every time that you touch a grocery cart handle or a, a doorknob or shake hands with somebody, you're getting germs on your hands that you then spread to your face when you scratch your nose or your eyes or your mouth. Until now, Scratch Band allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your hands, therefore breaking that chain between the public world and your face. Scratch Band. More information at scratchband.life. So, Kristen, I recently friended you on Facebook. You did. I thought we were already friends. What the heck? We were already friends. And, and <laughs> yesterday, I, I go into my Oculus headset because I want to look at some 3D pictures that I took. And it's like... Like in air quotes, the 3D pictures? No, they're 3D. Oh, okay. I took them with my 3D camera. Okay. And I was looking at them in 3D on Oculus. What do you mean in quotes 3D? I don't know. Don't be dissing the VR. No. <laughs> they are literally 3D. I at some photos. It's like, is that, is that code for porn? Oh, no. <laughs> I actually wanted to look at my own wholesome photos of my vacation to Oregon last okay. month. And it was like, log into your Facebook. And I was like, oh, son of a somehow i got logged out so i try and log in password doesn't work password doesn't work i'm like no, no. oh no and because oculus is a facebook product and started off as its own thing but now it's like you you just have to have a facebook account if you want to have an oculus headset um if you can't log into facebook like your account gets mucked with you're you've bricked your oculus that's horrendous. <laughs> Basically, oh, which is all I cared about. I never go on Facebook because I find it just boring and miserable. And I hate, I hate Steve, no, Mark Zuckerberg, whatever his name is. <laughs> and Mark Steverberg. I think the whole thing is horrible and I don't want to support it. So I don't want to post things, but I do want to use my freaking headset. Right. So I was just like kind of beside myself yesterday. I was like, I'm not going to mess with this right now. I'm, you know, so last night I tried to figure it out and Facebook is like, send us a picture of your driver's license and we'll verify your account because somehow the only emails I had on there to double check with 
didn't were way old. I don't know how that happened. How did way yeah, old. that's weird. And the email that I used to log in wasn't on there anymore. What? So I was like, none of this is making any sense. So I've finally it was kind of like wonky. I had to like start private windows to try and refresh because it was loading weird. Finally, it's like, all right, upload a picture of your driver's license. We'll get back to you. So I upload picture and I get this email back. Your picture was too dark. It's from a no reply email address, but it says your picture was too dark. Email us back a better picture. Huh. I'm like, but this is a no reply email address. Mm. So I email them back a picture and I hear nothing. It probably took, maybe 15 minutes to get the first reply no reply today 12 hours later nothing hmm. and i'm starting to kind of i have this thing where like if something's broken i have to fix it before i can do anything else and <laughs> which is bad yeah which is why the delorean being broken has just thrown off my entire life paradigm because <laughs> i can't fix it but anyway um so i'm like I can't get this driver's license thing to work anymore. I tell it to text me a code to my phone number and it keeps not sending anything. One time it sent a code. I tried like three or four times. The other time, nothing. No, oh, that's weird. And I start seeing like, at first it was, I could see my, my um, profile picture. But then when I started going in to try and log in, it was just nothing. It was just like the little gray and white face. And it was like, what? Things seem to be like disappearing on this thing. So finally, I'm like, I'm going to start. One of the things they suggest is log in through a friend's Facebook and then go to yours and, and click on the little, you know, settings and say like, this has been stolen or something like that. Huh. So I'm like, okay, I'll create a new profile. And so start fresh because it wouldn't even find, it would say like, oh, you want to reset your, uh, your profile? What's your phone number? I'd send them my phone number. Like, we have no account with that phone number. That's so crazy. It's like, send us your email. I'd give them my email. We have no email by that account number. Or with that, <laughs> we have no account with that email. I'm like, this is the email I used to log in. So I was like, someone not only seems to have hacked my account, but deleted it. Because none of this is registering. And the other thing that was weird, and I know this is long and boring, but but this is like a life lesson or a, a cautionary tale. I had gotten an email, but it seemed really sketchy about, we think your account has been hacked, mm -hmm. but the email didn't look right. And when I clicked on the link yesterday, cause I was like, maybe that was real. It said expired link. Huh. And I never got any more emails about that. So with a lot of painful trying, I was finally able to get Facebook, to let me create a new account and then I searched for myself and there's no, there's nothing. It's gone. There's no Rob Prince in Fairbanks. Toast. So that's insane. That in its own is messed up. Yeah. But because of the connection with Oculus, now I I can't access, you know, I don't know, over hundred dollars worth of games that I bought. Uh. That's so I'd be starting from scratch on my game system too. Can you imagine that? And Facebook can't help you with that? So what I did today, I was like, all right. I Google a little bit and there's some very discouraging stuff in the forums. It's like, yeah, you're just screwed. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. Because you go through the like, I can't get into my account. Well, just tell them you forgot your password. But that email doesn't work. Oh, well then just have them text this phone number. That phone number doesn't work. Oh, just upload your ID. That didn't work. <laughs> so I'm like, what else is there to do but like go down to one Facebook way and whatever California and like knock on the door <laughs> what Facebook way <laughs> whatever the address is and uh so finally just sort of like in panic because I was like I don't care that much about losing my Facebook account honestly like I have a, I'm worried there will be things I'm not thinking about but I never really used it and there's a lot of people on there I didn't really it had become like a forest overgrown with build up on the fourth floor and it, it was time for a fire to just burn that all down to the ground and start over <laughs> well, that's a that's an interesting idea if i didn't have i have my facebook account is connected to a lot of logins mm. so i would just be lazy and resetting all of that yeah fortunately i didn't think about that all the things that i i log in through facebook that could be a problem dun, dun, dun. but anyway um I contacted, I started a chat on Oculus mm -hmm. and I was like, my Facebook account is, was I believe stolen and deleted and you can't log into Oculus by itself. Once you've connected it to a Facebook profile, you oh. can't, you can't, it, it's just like, just enter your Facebook. I'm like, I can't, doesn't have it. They fixed it. Hmm. They, uh, you know, a little bit of confirmation. It took maybe 10 minutes, you know, what, was your Oculus login? What card number did you use to buy stuff? What was your user? Yeah, I don't think they, I don't know if they asked for a password. And they just split it back off again. <laughs> so I could log back into my headset and we're all good to go. But now, yeah, yeah you have me worried about what, what, how would I know what things I use Facebook logins for? Well, normally you'd be able to log into Facebook and see what accounts are connected yeah. that you've authorized. But since you don't have access to that account, you're just going to potentially run into maybe some logins where I'll you're find not able some, to get in. Yeah, I'll find some dumb sites that I, I can't imagine there's anything serious I was using my Facebook login for. Plus, if it doesn't exist anymore, unless they change my name or something. You think it exists, but they changed the name on it i don't know i don't know huh but you don't see me i don't see yeah you. i don't know how you do that i don't see you as you rob don't prince. sue me when you see me yeah you don't see me as rob prince i could i'd have to go through my entire friends list and then recognize who the interloper is yeah who might be who has like something no different. profile picture but is telling you where you can get erectile dysfunction <laughs> pills well, if you get one of those, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. So the cautionary tale here is... I look for a pop rinse. <laughs> I'm glad you found that. That's my new um, hair treatment, pop rinse. <laughs> is your hair dry? You know, sort of, you get wild hairs. Does it get staticky in the winter? Try pop rinse. Pop rinse. <laughs> uh, get that shiny, smooth coat. That will make all the golden retrievers jealous. <laughs> Works on dogs. <laughs> so anyway, uh, of course, I create this new account and immediately set up two-factor verification. Good for you. And even went in, they have uh, other things you can do, like you can download some secret codes. Mm -hmm. 
So I downloaded those. I took a screenshot of the serial numbers on my, it logged into Oculus and took a screenshot of the serial numbers on my Oculus headsets in case I need that at some point. But uh, yeah, now I'm looking at like groups that I started and was an admin in like oh, dark winter nights, right. you know, with, I don't know how many I haven't checked in a while, but it was like probably 800 followers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, is that sucker going to go down? Did you nominate uh, anybody else yeah. as an admin? I have other admins in there. You should ask them to so, log into the page and see if there's an interloper as an admin yeah, in there now. Maybe I should do that now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's the latest excitement which is uh somewhat tech related and um another of a lot of cautionary tales cover your holes <laughs> Just set general up, life advice. set up two-factor verification yeah for well i get i guess it depends but i feel like facebook is one of those things that gets itself intertwined in other parts of your life mm-hmm. and could potentially create some problems for you. So that's a good one to do two-factor verification on. I do because so. it's uh, now connected into Instagram. So because it's an Instagram proper or a Facebook mm-hmm. property, mm-hmm. and I spend a lot of time on Instagram because of business stuff. So... Yeah, I have two-factor authentication turned on with that too. But it's also annoying just the way Facebook sends you notifications. I dismiss my Facebook notifications, but as soon as I log into Instagram, they're like, hey, did you know you have Facebook notifications? I'm like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like you're taking advantage of notifications, Facebook. So anyway. Yeah. Is that enough? Is that all you want to cover with uh, Facebook death? Yeah, I, I'm a little, I'm still sort of scared. Like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. It's not like I don't have good passwords. And nobody's like ransomed. Nobody's no, ransomed yeah, me. I didn't click on any link and accidentally enter my password in. It feels like something that like my password maybe got hacked somewhere else, mm-hmm. even though, you know, like there's a data breach, but it's just, it's a password I don't use for anything else but Facebook. That's good. So, yeah. Anyway, I, I also, yeah, I I don't know what you use for password stuff, but. I feel like I can't tell you or I'd have to oh. tell yeah, everybody. Maybe I shouldn't talk in any more detail <laughs> about it. Not, we, we, what, yeah. no, don't share it on a podcast. Maybe it's a listener who hacked my Facebook and deleted it. Well, congratulations. Good job, listener. I want to say it was stressful, but in the end, thank you, because you just allowed me to unfriend a bunch of people I didn't want to have to unfriend. You're so antisocial. Yeah. And now now my feed is just going to be a very select group of people <laughs> who I actually am interested in what what's going on. But there's a number of people who I couldn't unfriend for political reasons, but really didn't want like knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> So starting over. This is the second time. The last time was 2009. Oh, that's recent. So I made it 12 years before my, and I don't, I don't remember what happened then, but it's not I, that I lost control. <laughs> I lost control. And started over. So anyway, anything new with you? No. All right. Uh, I feel like we talked about it. Yeah. Already? 
running that half marathon podcast yes yeah pre-podcast stuff and then i forget what we talked about but that's that's been kind of my extracurricular activity running a little running here and there Yeah. yeah which is fun yeah I imagine. I don't know. <laughs> you were do you running like listen early. to music or anything like that when you do this? No, or? and I have in the past, but this particular year of running, one, I'm glad to be running because I had kind of been out of commission for a couple of yeah. years. Uh, but I also, because I run in the mornings, I want to listen to what's happening in the woods because mm-hmm. there's a, there's been a lot of moose yeah. and there are little coyote puppies around. So oh. I just kind of because i'm running with my dog i just mm-hmm. want to be a little bit more aware of what's yeah. going on mm-hmm. oh, okay so it's nice just to listen to the woods for a while yeah that's good yeah i've had a little bull moose in the yard recently oh, too wow. and i don't know if it's the same one that bluff charged me years ago i don't know how long it takes them to mature and grow antlers but hmm. it feels like it's been this one moose coming by and this is the first year he had some you know sort of some the fuzzy little antlers and Aww. then i saw him again a couple of days ago and all the fuzz is gone so it's cool to have a bull moose around normally just cows around here yeah so. you don't see him around here very often yeah but it's been a big moose fall mm. end of summer fall oh okay they've been all over wow. the neighborhood where i am mm. and there was one morning i looked out the window and there there was a young moose out there, it sounded like he was in distress, Ooh. just kind of calling. Uh-huh. And it didn't look like he had a mama with him. Mm. And so I, I was looking around and I was getting ready to go out and run with mm-hmm. the dog. Mm-hmm. And so when I went out on the porch, I just looked around the yard for a little bit. And he, that moose, had come up around the front and was down the road at the neighbor's house. Mm. And... There was a mama moose and another baby moose up there, hmm. but they were not having any of this young one. And mm. I don't know if it was just an orphan looking to hook up with another mama moose or if this moose was sick in some way, but that mama was just not having it. She chased that baby moose back down toward me wow. and my dog. Oh, wow. Yikes. <laughs> I saw these three moose because it was the young moose who was the the interloper mm-hmm. and then the mama and then the baby that was with the mama. Yeah. And they were all running toward <laughs> us. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> wow. It was more than I bargained for. <laughs> Yikes. So we we were on my dog and I were on the porch when when this mm-hmm. all got super close, mm-hmm. but they ran like right by my porch and then around to the backfield, mm-hmm. and that was the last I saw of them. I took I took off up up the road in the opposite direction after that just to kind of be clear of the whole thing. Wow, <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, it's a little little freaky. My daughter and I had to do sort of a covert get in the car because the bull moose was over sort of buy the car and it was one of these things of like oh, i don't feel super good about this mm-hmm. but what's really funny is when I, I had been outside doing stuff for a while and then you hear something and you look up and you're like oh my gosh oh no <laughs> i gotta look around before i go outside anymore you just go traipsing out there doing stuff and mm-hmm. suddenly you're face to face with a moose anyhow uh we're excited to be recording another podcast episode it's It's been been a while long time it's been a while we had a failed attempt at a podcast we had a failed attempt but also you like you had some travel yes and and then there there was was a holiday yeah 
in the more travel. We tried to record a podcast on racism, which was initially my idea. And then after an hour of talking, you informed me that you had learned absolutely nothing about how to think about racism afterward, which I was at first I was like, that stings a little bit, but. I'm glad that you felt comfortable saying that to me, that I had absolutely <laughs> nothing to offer that was new on the subject of racism. Well, to be fair, nothing that I said was new either. And <laughs> well, that, it's not going to be new to you. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and so it, it makes more sense to me to you know address these things when we're talking about all of the other things we talk about. Mm, yes. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I, wasn't, I personally context. wasn't bringing anything new to the conversation for that was, one episode. Apparently I wasn't. So anyway, and then we sort of realized like nobody really asked us what we thought about it anyway. So... <laughs> shocking so we decided we'll just listen yeah and and not necessarily try and add to the conversation on that for right now but today is a is a good tech one because we're talking uh, we're gonna we're sort of talking about both archive and upload Mm -hmm. was the idea so sort of a joint talking about future technologies representation in mass media with archive being a movie and upload being a tv series right and they're both from 2020 okay and what was archives i can't remember where i found that was that on hbo they're both on amazon prime oh okay all right and before we say any other words Mm -hmm. i just want to be very clear that there will be spoilers in this Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. The yeah. one massive spoiler, because there's no way to talk about it without right. getting into the spoiler. So if you haven't if you haven't seen Upload, definitely go watch that. Oh, yeah, it's really because good. Because that is so good. I burned through the whole season again, twice now. Two seasons. What? There's another season? How do you know? Yes, there are two seasons. Of Upload? Yeah. Oh, I... Really? I'm I thought sure. I looked. Wait, now I'm... You keep talking and I'm going to pull up Amazon Prime here. What I ended it with... Oh, yeah. What I ended it with is he's in the two gig zone and his girlfriend just decided to join him. Oh, I don't... Maybe, there's a chance I don't remember the last episode. He got reset. Okay. I thought that was the end of season anyway, one. Anyway, look it up and see if... Maybe I accidentally did what... No... Anyway, um, if you haven't seen Archive, don't worry about it. I love the video. <laughs> <there. laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, Archive is interesting. It's just kind of slow and depressing. Um, <laughs> dystopian future. So if I want to talk more about the slow and depressingness. If if you're into that, that's fine. But as a dude who really loves robots and technology, I wasn't feeling Archive a whole lot, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about like missing out on something awesome Maybe there's with that only but one upload episode. 100% you would you would you would miss I think my cat is sleeping on my phone so I can't check I'm looking at it and I only see one episode I'm sorry one, one season. season yeah well I, I apologize for getting you all worked up you got up. me really excited but I was pretty sure because it wouldn't it, it would normally autoplay for season two if there was one so huh Yep, I don't know when they're going to come out with that, but I know COVID put a wrench in a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that's an, and that's unfortunate too. 
What do you want to talk about first, archive or upload? My notes start with archive, just Great. to like talk about it generally. Right. Okay, good. And I'm the one who brought this this up, so you kind of got sucked into having to watch Archive. Do you think you would have watched that movie had I not brought it into conversation? Yeah, if someone had told me, I mean, I didn't I didn't know about it, but if someone had told me, oh, there's a kind of interesting movie about a guy who builds robots in a dystopian future. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was definitely wanted to try it. I was just kind of disappointed with how it ended up playing out in many ways. What I think is interesting about the two, the movie archive and the series upload is that they both deal with similar topics. And so it's this end of life uploading of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so in both stories, that's what's happening. They, those afterlife platforms exist and Mm -hmm. The stories hinge on that being this the focal point yeah. of everything that's happening. Right. Just a second, I forgot. Computer, stop the music. Accidentally adding a soundtrack from my stereo. Okay. <laughs> so yes, you're right. There's a great parallel between upload and archive in that sense. Yeah. And that the the main uh, here's your first spoiler. The main character is living in a post life. It's kind of unclear in archive. It's not really a digital world. It's almost just like their consciousness. As their consciousness, it's being preserved somehow, but temporarily. So archive, it, it starts off being really vague. You're presented with this guy who is developing artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he has two robots who are products of the intelligences that he has developed but then as the story progresses you start seeing that one of these artificial intelligences is jealous um Mm -hmm. so there's this element of jealousy that enters the conversation and then you kind of have all of the tropes that come along with somebody who's developing i think an artificial intelligence like there's a sort of god complex happening Mm -hmm. and then it turns out as the story progresses then this guy is really trying to bring his wife's consciousness back through the development of this artificial intelligence because she's passed away and he has archived her and he wants to put her in a robot with sufficiently advanced technology to the point that this is the ultimate partner, mm-hmm. non-human partner, which I think is just an odd sort of place to take the movie. I don't think this is new grounds to cover for Mm. a movie that deals with artificial intelligence. It's like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, you have this ex machina type of storyline that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so that wasn't new. (laughs) Like in the last 15 minutes of the movie, it totally changes. The Mm -hmm. entire premise of the movie changes. Mm -hmm. And that is what I really thought was interesting about the movie. Yeah. Which, is the first big spoiler, which is that you realize that he thinks he's in the real world and he's trying to preserve his wife who passed away in a car accident. But then you find out that he's the one who passed away and he's in this sort of artificial world and she survived and she's trying to reach him. But, um, but there's problems with the connection yeah, because they can like talk on the phone. And as soon as they make that clear in the movie, for me, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I knew that the whole time. 
It totally makes sense now. Because as you're watching the movie, you realize that this individual who's working on this artificial intelligence, he's living in this compound. He has this very solitary life where he, you know, it's only him there with these robots. Mm -hmm. And his daily routine is just him in the confines of that compound. He leaves Mm -hmm. once to have a meeting with the risk assessor, Mm -hmm. which... I, you know, could be something artificial too. But as soon as they say he said, I'm like, oh, that's why he has this life with bounds. Like he's not going on a vacation overseas. He's never traveling again because Mm -hmm. he's dead and he's relegated to this archive platform. But then you think back through the storyline, you know, he had this boss who was getting really upset because of this intellectual property infringement that she thought was potentially happening. And you start playing back the conversations that they were showing of the man and his wife. They were like in a car driving and they were talking about this new job he was going to get. And mm-hmm. it's only for two or three years. And But it was in Japan. It's it really was in far Japan. Away. Mm-hmm. Which is what this world that they portray him in looks like. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking, it almost seems like this new company had him on contract even in his afterlife to keep him on the hook for those two to three years to continue Mm. development of this artificial intelligence. Mm. So that's why his boss was so upset because somebody had hacked into his archive system and was Mm. taking the technology that he had developed thinking that he was doing it on the down low. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everybody was really watching him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, what a bleak afterlife. You were still under contract with an employer. You were not living any happiness at all, which is in stark contrast to the upload series. So by the end of the movie archive, I was really down. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. It's pretty depressing in so many different levels. Um, Part of it is that kind of creepy half-life AI that he creates. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't understand, so he has this first version of his wife which is basically sort of like almost like r2d2 type just very little communication it's like one notch above a Roomba yeah developmentally she was like a two-year-old yeah and then they got the middle one which is um still not human-like at all but can interact and has emotions and gets moody Mm -hmm. and i was like why would you design this robot that has such like a depressing attitude developmentally they framed that that intelligence is having progressed to about 16 years old okay they were angsty and emotional Mm -hmm. yeah all those things so i was watching thinking like why this dude just managed to make a bunch of really annoying robots for himself And then he gets to the really lifelike one, and that's super creepy and weird, and and you can tell it's like re- very human-like, but freaking out about this connection between its consciousness and its body, and there's some weird miswiring going on there. There was weird miswiring there, and... Well, you're still thinking that he's the one who's alive and his wife is the one that's dead. Mm-hmm. It's framed as she never wanted to be archived. She just wanted to die. Right. And he's the one that 
like behind her back had archived her Mm -hmm. which is a terrible thing to do so without her permission he archived her entire consciousness so that he could bring her back right in a way that she's really unhappy and really this is really not working well and I, I did think it was interesting or I liked how he comes across as this really sympathetic character in the beginning they they paint him in sort of in the filming process to look like a good nice guy mm-hmm. and then as it goes on you start to see like oh wait he's the bad guy he's creating this nightmare um because he can't let go of his wife right. and so he is the villain and in, in the film um yeah and so i mean were, were there one of the things I like about sci-fi is when it can get us thinking about issues that we might be facing in the future. What was there any that that got you thinking about? Oh yeah, how will we deal with that someday? Yeah, um, first, the idea that you could upload a consciousness to extend life flies directly in the face of all religious concepts of afterlife. I think. Mm-hmm. And so you're essentially prolonging a spiritual afterlife if you have this technological afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I think that's with both the series, the movie and the series. I think those are the biggest things that um, are interesting to think about. But as soon as in Archive, when they flipped the narrative right at the end and and revealed that he was the one that had died... Mm-hmm. And I realized that potentially his employer was the one that still had him on the hook and he was working after death. Mm. That really blew my mind. Cause then just think about, you know, did he sign a con- what the contract that he signed? Did he know he did that? Did mm. they do it without his permission? Mm-hmm. How long has he been working on this artificial intelligence? Cause when you look, this movie is shot in near future so it's 2038 Mm -hmm. so it's not far from now Mm -hmm. at all and in less than what seems like three years he's developed three artificial Mm -hmm. intelligences and he's whipping out hardware like nobody's business like advanced hardware Mm -hmm. his third robot to carry this intelligence is very human looking Mm mm-hmm shockingly human looking Mm -hmm. where is he getting all these parts in this remote compound that he's living in Mm -hmm. so that's what makes me wonder there's a lot of things that's that really are not addressed in this movie that and maybe they purposefully leave it open otherwise Mm -hmm. the story is very poorly told (laughs) (laughs) just kind of make me wonder which is kind of cool i totally missed that this was him continuing to work somehow i don't know i i that's what I'm not, it I'm not feels saying like it. I'm to not, me. That's, that makes a lot of sense. And because why else is he there? Right. Exactly. But, yeah. So, uh, it's a thinker. I think, yeah, I think there's there's de- a lot of depth to the movie. It's just not one that you're going to find, I think, fun and uplifting like you will <laughs> it's upload. It's not a feel-good movie. And... On top of him actually being trapped in this uploaded platform, this archive platform, mm-hmm. he's also trapped in his own head because he mm-hmm. can't he can't escape the thought of losing his wife. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. it's doubly depressing. Yeah, it's depressing in a lot of ways. But 
worth watching, I think, <laughs> if you're interested in technology. I, I do think it's worth watching, but just brace yourself. It's going to be kind of depressing. And if you don't watch it, it's not the end of the world. The cinematography mm-hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. It's shot really well. Yeah. And the sets are excellent. Yeah. So it's it's definitely really well done. But uh, yeah, it's just it seems to go the way that a lot of future tech movies go, which is that the future is kind of just depressing and creepy and bad. And also in this movie, granted the cast is very thin. There are mm-hmm. not a lot of actors and actresses in this movie, mm-hmm. but also the technological future is controlled by white men. Yes. And the robots walk around looking a lot like people in a robot costume. <laughs> they do. But I thought it was cool. I was looking at, this, you know, Wife 2.0, and I was like, oh, man, it'd be so fun to, you know, go to the tech dump and get a bunch of computers and make my own robot costume. <laughs> I really was debating it for a while, and I was like, ah, it takes so long to get into that thing. No. Computer, stop. The computer's really into you. Don't like say this. the C word around my house. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's got a great aesthetic to it. The acting is totally awesome. Yeah, the acting it's, is good. It's just a lot of like whining. So depressing. <laughs> depressing. <laughs> and in contrast, upload this this series on Amazon mm-hmm. is not only much more uplifting and entertaining, but they because it's a, a, a series essentially, they do more character development. They have a bigger cast, mm-hmm. and they have the opportunity to introduce a lot more um, topics that are interesting to think about when it mm-hmm. comes to technology and it, and they're varied and so I, I enjoyed you recommended upload to me and i enjoyed it a lot yeah upload is must watch and yeah I, the, the final thing i want to say about archive is they are one of the things that can irritate me about movies as we've talked about with it's her mm-hmm. she i always get that confused her. With the pronoun it is her is how i feel like they can they 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 want to project this future. They take a lot of poetic license with what the future is like, and they will like greatly advance one technology, but leave another one where it is mm-hmm. for the sake of the plot that they want to tell. And so it was unclear to me in archive why the brain can only be held for a couple of weeks. But what I have to tell myself sometimes is that when you see these depictions of the future, it's not always a perfectly formed future. Like it's in um. In our in um, upload, what's the name of their the universe, the upload world that they live in? I can't remember. Oh my um, goodness, I the one he's in the nice one. Yeah, Duh. it's 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 not <laughs> fully formed. Is it Horizon? Horizon, yeah. Um, I think that's what it is. Um, you know, it's it's like an app. It's maybe the 1.0 or 2.0 version of that app. So there are glitches mm-hmm. in it. And my problem is I tend to look and I'm like, why would they Why would they have this problem or that problem? Like, they should have this all figured out. It's like, well, if this is an early version of this VR world, there could be problems. And so when it comes to archive, like, okay, maybe they've only figured out how to preserve consciousness for a couple weeks. Because... I have seen some creepy stuff about how long consciousness survives after the body dies. Oh, wow. That really 
kind of upset me <laughs> a bit, and I kind of don't want to know much more than than that. But so I guess give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, but I have I have some real beefs with upload in terms of they them playing fast and loose with technological advances for I, the sake of the plot. I want to get into that because you okay. talk about that, but I have. You, do you have any? Things where you're like, come on, upload. This is dumb. Nothing that was glaring. Okay. There's a lot of things I like that it pointed out that I'd, I, that's the thing that I'd be more interested in listing. So I'm curious about the things that made you go, come on. Well, one of the things that got me was the premise behind why he stopped and she continued on in her auto driving car. And that was because mm-hmm. she needed a couple things from the grocery store. I thought he went to the grocery store. Yeah, she sent him. Oh, yeah. So she basically, basically, she's like, do you want to spend the night? He's like, oh, you know, I got things to do in the morning. She's like, well, she convinces him to spend the night with her. But she's like, but we need a couple things. And they're parked right outside a grocery store. Right. So he's going to run in and get them and then um, come back out. And to me, I was thinking like, why would you do that? I just thought she lived in an apartment around the corner. Like, I thought she was parking and he was just going to walk up. Oh, no. He got back in his car. That's how oh, he dies. That's right. He's driving down the freeway and hits the truck. So I'm thinking, why didn't you just tell the car what you want and have a drone or a robot deliver it? <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got all driving cars. Why is anyone going into the store to grab anything? Right. Wait, Let so alone, like, look home? around. They had two self-driving cars. This you have to kind of pay attention to because this is really cool. Yeah. But easy to to miss. They are leaving Thanksgiving at his house, and they came in separate cars. Oh, that's right. But because they're self-driving, they just follow each other. Okay. So it's a little, like, confusing if, you, if you're not paying attention. But... Um, they stop at the grocery store and they're in the same car. He gets out to shop. She continues home in her self-driving car. And then he gets the stuff and gets into his car and, and heads home. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I got a little bit of a, a beef with. Like they needed him somehow to get out of the car with her and get into his own car. And I don't know. That's just stuff that kind of annoys me a little bit. But okay, yeah, maybe. But here's the thing. What? He's also naked at the time. <laughs> Not to give away too much, but, you know, there's... All the things you can do in a self-driving car. All the things car. you can do in the self-driving car, they were doing in the self-driving car. So not... I mean, imagine... Like, he had... If I was naked... In a self-driving car, I mean, his girlfriend does come across, you know, she's a pretty self-centered, superficial person. Well, she has her own arc. Yeah, that's true. throughout the season. Which is a little hard to follow sometimes, but um, I would just be like, let's, you know, car, deliver this to the house. Why are you going to make me get dressed? And get out and go shopping right now. You're just gonna, you just want to stay naked for the entire ride, and then I when you get be, home, be naked. They're under like a blanket. Like I'm not getting out. Like let's just have a robot deliver to the house. <laughs> You're ready to camp in the car. 
I am I am done. Once I'm once I'm naked, my day is over. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's like I'm not doing anything else. I don't care what you need. So, so that's one that I have a little beef with. The disconnect between the um horizon world and the real world seems unnecessary. When you say disconnect, what do you mean? He almost never interacts with people who are still alive but that's not true besides he, his girlfriend but he interacts with his niece that's true yeah she comes in in vr and the people that come in for the funeral yeah but the yeah and okay his mom. all right yeah that's one of the things that made me wonder because i couldn't wrap my head around how are they just calling people on the telephone that have died like I understand how they explain mm-hmm. it in the story, mm-hmm. but it was the idea that you could call somebody on a phone in the afterlife mm-hmm. <laughs> really was just something that had never crossed my mind before. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Yeah. But if they're digital, why wouldn't you be able to do that? Of course. But the concept still is hard to wrap my head around. Is That's cool because that gets me thinking about all the times I've activated a credit card. I'm basically doing the same thing. Wait, huh? I'm calling up a computer who's interacting with me, but it's not like anyone has picked up a phone anywhere. You call, you get a new card, and and, and you call the number, and they're like, thank you for calling Alaska Airlines Visa. Mm -hmm. To activate your card, press 1. You are not talking to a tape recorder somewhere. You are talking to a computer. Okay, yeah. That's the same thing as calling someone in vr land but it's more than they're just ones and zeros in a program that's true this is the part that's blowing my mind because you're calling you're calling a server but there's a consciousness in there Mm -hmm. which in my mind is more than just ones and zeros but it, it can't be no it can't be right so yeah when you're when it's just like say what you need help with you know Activating a card. Sounds like you need help activating a card. You are talking to wife 1.0 from archive. <laughs> you know? You're talking to a decision tree, essentially. Well, it's more than that because you're not just pushing numbers. You're it's it's listening to what you say, it's interpreting it, and it's then it's yes, it's doing the um flow chart of like where to take you from there. But is there a hole in my sock? There or are two holes in your. You need new socks. <sighs> no, I just need to not wear these. These are the last clean pair of black ones. <laughs> I will throw them away. It's one of the things that I continually have to tell myself is, Rob, you are not poor anymore. You can afford to wear socks that don't have holes in them. Yeah, get some nice socks. I can't see the holes. I never noticed the holes. Are they big? <laughs> well, you're pointing feet at people. They can see them. All right, fine. <laughs> By the way, we're sitting on this L-shaped couch, and I was just happened to be stretching out comfortably. Well, now you feel self-conscious. And now I feel self-conscious about my feet again. <laughs> so anyway, um, I mean, there's other little things. Like, how did you feel about the fact that he has to pay extra for, like, food? So that, to me, was analogous to a hotel stay. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, was able yeah. to roll with, with that aspect of it. The whole, the whole premise that 
his girlfriend was in charge of his afterlife. Yeah. It was really uncomfortable. That is something that I think is, that's a situation I would have never considered if Mm -hmm. I hadn't watched the series. So to him, staying in the afterlife is like staying at a hotel that somebody else is paying for. So then you always have to think about the perks. Are you going to, eat from the mini bar or go down and get the free breakfast. Mm-hmm. Are you going, you know, what are all of the other things essentially? Are you going to use the facilities, the special facilities or just do the free things? Mm-hmm. Um, and his life is really shaped in the beginning. Well, it's really shaped overall um, by those choices he's making because his girlfriend is the one footing the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I, I can see that because it's like an app. If you buy some, I don't know. It's an in-app purchase. It's an in-app purchase. You buy some, I don't know, little fun, create your own village game. And you're like, oh, I'd really love to have a tractor for my farmer. Like someone had to program and design that thing. And so it's going to cost you 49 cents to buy that. I can see how it's like, if you want to, if you want a bag of chips, like it took somebody some time to create this bag, realistic bag of chips. So it's going to cost you a little extra if you want to use it. And they spend a lot of time thinking about Tears too, because he runs into that mogul too, mm-hmm. who is retired and has all the money in the world, essentially. And choke. Yes. Choke, a like really thinly veiled Coke brother. <laughs> yeah. And they're out playing golf and he's just buying these super expensive third party golf clubs. oh right yep. yeah and mm-hmm. they're really expensive yep mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's an interesting element that that i thought um rang true yeah but i mean the the flaws here and there are far far outweighed by just how awesome so much i mean there's points in that show that were so funny that i had to rewind and play them back (laughs) they're funny like it has moments where it's funny Mm -hmm. like a sitcom does Mm -hmm. but they do a really good job bringing in you know bigger questions like if you have a the capability for this digital or technological afterlife how does it work for people that can't afford the nice things Mm -hmm. so then they they show you the side of that they Mm -hmm. show you the two gigs where you know there are people that only get two gigabytes on the cheapest plan that that's offered. But then after they run out, they're just in suspended animation until their plan resets Mm -hmm. the following month, which seems like an artificial constraint. Mm -hmm. And then there are these other upload platforms you see as mom shopping for later in the series where they're not as fully developed. The services aren't that great. They have Mm -hmm. like these fly by night affairs that just really, don't they look scary because they're just Mm -hmm. out to take your money like the same way your inbox looks now except it's your afterlife (laughs) yeah like low res non-interactive that was a creepy moment and they have these essentially they're like used car salesmen Mm -hmm. no offense to actual car salesmen (laughs) but the trope of the used car Mm -hmm. salesman is used for these fly-by-night afterlife platforms exactly yeah One other thing that I struggled with was how his consciousness is being hauled around in a hard drive (laughs) with no case, just open, looking like if you pulled a RAM or or a hard drive out of a, a desktop computer. And I was like, why would you 
ever do that? Is there no Google Drive to put this person on? Like You can't just go from cloud to cloud. Yeah, why would this person ever, their consciousness ever be in one copy on a hard drive somewhere? Yeah, that was weird. That's, I don't even do that with my documentaries, have them <laughs> on one drive. Like They are copied to another drive. My computer is backed up to another drive. Like, seriously, no one's... This is this is the only copy. That's that's one of the things which made for a, a, a great dramatic moment and makes that particular episode where he's shopping around for another afterlife really intense mm-hmm. because you're like just carrying this life around. But it's definitely some poetic license in terms of like if if it's small enough that you can carry it by hand, then it can't be that much data that you can't store, back it up somewhere, you know, for Pete's sake. So the way that a lot of future dystopias portray technology, I think is carried through in upload too, where you have these really amazing platforms. You have this platform for the afterlife called horizon and it has all of the amenities and it's very nice. It's like going to stay at a, uh, four star five star hotel for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life but the people that are running support for these platforms are barely making livable wages right and i thought that was really clever for them to do that as well like the Mm -hmm. reality is if you are doing these amazing skills i mean really what they're doing is amazing Mm -hmm. you're really not getting paid that much yeah it reminds me a little bit of game designers today Mm -hmm. who are just being worked to death um, while wow, they're while well, in like a trillion dollar industry, yeah, 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 their work environment was a little bit toxic. Mm-hmm. Which totally, yeah, yeah. was frustrating Very to watch. Corporate, yep. But I did like the way that the show portrayed like mobile and wearable technologies too. Like I like the way that they handled um, mobile phones in this oh, world, yes, because they were mm-hmm. watches that essentially had these projected displays. Mm-hmm that were holograms you could see through. Yep. And so that as an interface for technology is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because one of the, yeah, it, it worked really well making the L with the hand. It's not too much work. It creates, it's a nice indication of what you want to do and you can close it by just closing your hand. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes to the two gigs, she also just talks to her hand, but not open for audio only. So... Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. It was really well thought out. Yeah, um, because if you're thinking about some new translation of the smartphone, it's got to be something people could actually do for a while. Right. I mean, would I sit here for an hour with my hand out like this and watch something? You're like, making an L shape with I'm your I'm making with an L shape with my hand. Like, it's not far from what I do just holding my phone right now. Right. Which honestly does, I'm starting to get like iPhone callus or I have this one sore. Is your sore, finger growing a horn? Yeah. I have one <laughs> sore spot on my finger from where I support the bottom of my phone. Gotcha. And it's starting to get, starting to get sore. So it's replacing the callus nice. you used to have when you wrote with a pencil. Or when I um, played Nintendo so much <gasps> that you got like Nintendo thumb or whatever that was. <laughs> anyway. Yes, but right, from a pencil. I forgot about those. Um, so, 
yeah, if you look at it as a developing, one of the part, things that happens in season one is there's near the end is there's an update, which I thought is cool. And they mm-hmm. talk about the things that come with that, like new tastes that they get, which makes sense. And, and I, and I think like, oh, but, but can we talk about some of the <laughs> real world issues it brings up that, that we might have to face in the future? Or do you want to talk about more that you're not? that you don't like about we were talking about things that you don't like there's the real world things there's one more that i want to hit but go ahead no no go ahead the other thing that i wanted to make sure we talked about was the fact that people that are deceased or uploaded Mm -hmm. are not allowed to work yes and i think Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing to think about initially it's like Mm -hmm. you're forced you're you're retired and you're you know essentially forced to not work again fair but imagine because not everybody wants to stop working when they retire right. or when they die, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. They still have more that they want to contribute. Let them. You can still have a productive society that doesn't fall apart if you have people that, you know, essentially don't need to sleep. Right. Um, but and they go nuts. Didn't they establish early on that if you don't sleep and go to the bathroom, people went crazy? They don't have eyelids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> right. But I mean, conceivably, these people could work longer hours if they wanted to. And yeah. so, not so that also brings into question like, of course, you could have this underground force of labor. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Well, you could be forced. I mean, you talk about that in, in archive. Right. A bit, but all, all what they about have to do is kill you and upload you. Yeah. What about people who are working for the pleasure of it? But aren't supposed to so are cheating the system but you know wouldn't that mean the system changes or if you can only afford two gigabytes of data right. if you're allowed to work why not allow yourself to earn more data like there are some opportunities there that i aren't explored mm-hmm. so they stop at dead people can't work but what if they did i think that that totally changes how society progresses and how mm-hmm. it shapes itself yeah and what are the rights of a dead person yeah what civil rights do dead people have? Mm. And is up being uploaded a civil right or luxury? Like mm-hmm. we can't all go to space right now, but if you have like $150,000, I guess you can book a ticket. Right. What happens when eternity exists, but only for people who can afford it? And they have people picketing outside of... Mm-hmm the horizon headquarters mm-hmm. where the one of the lakeview car- lakeview thank you by horizon that's what it is yeah. <laughs> anyway thank you mm-hmm. um they're out picketing and that's exactly mm-hmm. what exactly what they're picketing for like, yeah being uploaded is a civil right you would think that if a company had come up with this the government would say like okay we will pay you to to make or would they do eminent domain and just say like you this is so serious that this needs to be available to everyone you would think it but at some point and i think this is where the story is being told at some point society needs to make that decision and i think this is the first time that the mm-hmm. decision needs to be made right that's how they're presenting the story right it's very early mm-hmm. although there are i can't remember how many people they said were were in horizon but it's like hundreds of thousands yeah. isn't it so there's a boatload of people who are already in there when the story starts. 
some of the questions that it leads me to thinking about are, would you have a relationship with a dead person? Oh, they do talk about that. Would I have a relationship with a dead person? Well, let's, let's explore that. Cause I could see the context where you have a partner in life mm-hmm. and they expire mm-hmm. through artificial or natural yeah. causes. Do you still want to continue <gasps> that relationship? Oh, that's so awkward. Oh my gosh, that's so awkward. I never thought of that. People might have to think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Till death do us part is going to really mean something. If there's no death. Oh my gosh. You could also choose, like when your partner passes, you could also pass with them. Right. So you have the flexibility. Although that gets into like Dr. Kevork. Well, no, because in this, well, in this story anyway you can choose to mm-hmm. to upload before you die. But you in can... the real world, would that be something that would be allowed? Right, because essentially you're ending a physical life. And why, if you don't have to work, why not just upload yourself at like, you know, 18? Well, you'd still have to be able to Pay afford for the platform. Right. So. Oh my gosh, my brain just blew there's a up. Lot. There's a lot to think about that this this series really introduces <laughs> Which is what, what does fidelity fun. mean in the afterlife? <laughs> Why not just be like, yeah, I'm married to you, but I'm going to go hang around with other people who were digital. Who cares? What are you talking about? Like, it's not like you can make copies of yourself. Okay. You're but it's not like you're actually doing anything. That, oh, I see. That's that's this the... gets. Remember how I was dating AI for a brief period? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, I don't tell everyone because it's weird, but. <laughs> right. But I, yeah, so that would you, is. Would you have a, uh, let's, uh, let's remind our audience your feelings on this. Would you have a problem if, if a boyfriend of yours was dating, had an AI girlfriend? Yes. Wow. You had that one all sorted out and ready to go. <laughs> it's like a, Slap that down on the table. That's if I'm a in giant a committed yes. Relationship with somebody, the expectation is it's a committed relationship. So you are exclusive in both the analog and digital formats. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've I've not entertained actually dating somebody who's digital. But I mean, your original question mm-hmm. is: Would I? Would I be? And so in the case of having a partner die before me and being able to extend that partnership, like if we were both open to it and had that conversation, like Mm -hmm. there's a possibility there that that brings in like questions of religion and spirituality and how long do you want to live for? And so many other things that I've not spent a lot of time thinking about. I know. My first thought is, of course not. Like, And what if you want to have a natural death? I'm such an eligible guy that I could have my pick of women. Why would I settle for a dead one? (laughs) But, oh my, I just made myself so lightheaded. Oh my gosh. Life in your 40s. That's when you can like pass out just by laughing. Throw your back out while you're laughing. (laughs) But what if, you know, I got to chatting with some woman who was had an amazing life, like an AV, like uh, Amelia Earhart or something. I mm-hmm. mean, I know we don't have her. She's way out of anywhere. your league. Okay, <laughs> fine. Amelia Earhart. Yeah, let's just say 
Stranger things have happened. <laughs> I'm dating Amelia Earhart. Okay. Like, yeah, she's dead, but I bet we'd have some fascinating conversations. Of course. Yes. She might date me just to kill time until she found somebody better. Or maybe better. she just want to have lunch. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. But imagine, like, you have your pick of, you know, someone in the future. A thousand years worth of deceased men. I <laughs> Imagine what Facebook dating looks like. I'm entertained year by your perspective of dating as a salad bar. <laughs> Isn't That's it? That's not, no. Well, not for me. Like, if you're in a committed relationship, be in a committed relationship. Yeah, that's fine. But what if it's with... How do you pick a committed relationship when suddenly you have a choice of a thousand years worth of eligible This is the definition of a committed relationship. Yeah, okay, fine. But... you. So you're not in a committed relationship. Well, then go nuts. So you would, let's say that you were totally available. Yeah. Would you consider a dead man? Hmm. I don't know. That sex suit and upload was kind of freaky. Yeah. I don't. It, would you be into it that? It didn't look like it worked great. No, it it seemed really they portrayed it like it worked great. But you're looking at it, you're like, she's sitting in a bathtub. <laughs> Yeah. It was a really awkward. It looked really awkward. Suit to wear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had problems with it. I mean, this this is a question I'm, I don't have a good answer for. Because, you know, you're answering the question is it important to have, is the physical aspect of a relationship essential? Mm -hmm. That's, I guess, the question number one. Or could you be sufficiently committed to somebody that it wouldn't matter mm -hmm. if there was a phys physical relationship or not. Mm -hmm. Or would you be open to entertaining the technologies that mediate mm -hmm. a physical interaction? They, just, they seemed really awkward. So yeah, every time, like every night you get home from work, you're going to slide into your sex suit. Just to <laughs> cuddle. That way, they also called it a hug suit. A hug suit, I mean. Yeah, it's like some families, some grandparents just want to hug their grandkids. <laughs> and then they said something about the grandkids throw up in them or something like oh, that. God. I couldn't figure that out. But so you're going to slide in that every night so you can hang out in Lakeview with your uploaded boyfriend That's... and snuggle. I had a hard time with that. I also really wanted to know there is one scene in the episode where they figure out they can get to the vr bar the for live people right i was curious how the live people were joining that platform well they would have been joining with vr headsets and maybe hug suits too depending on what kind of experience they wanted and so that makes me wonder what the big deal was trying yeah. to get into that level yeah that was I guess one... it's just yeah. some artificial restraint about humans don't want to mix with dead people. So people aren't coming there looking for a dead relate person relationship. Oh, so it was a part of the... Okay, this is interesting. It was a part of the hotel mm -hmm. where all living people just went to hang out in VR. Right. Not expecting dead people to be there at Correct. all. Correct. 
Yeah, that's why they had to hack their way into okay. to get to that. Area. I was wondering. I, was, I couldn't quite make the connection, but that's helpful. But I got to think in real life, who cares? It's VR already. Well, I guess because you're potentially looking to start a real world relationship. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like going to the bar and you strike up a conversation with somebody and it goes well and then you find out they're married. And you're like, Or it's like being on a dating app and then like meeting in person. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying, the comparison is you're going looking for the potential for a, a real relationship and you find out this person's not available. Today, it's because they're married or a serious relationship and they were goofing around. Um, but in that case, it's cause they're dead pretending to be alive. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Or you, you go into, you know, a chat room today and you think you're chatting up somebody and it turns out it's like a, a woman or a bot or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what you were looking for, it's the opposite. We'll just say that. <laughs> the thing that you weren't expecting. <sighs> yes. So... Sorry, what was your answer? You would potentially date... Undecided. You're undecided on dating a, I mean, I'm a dead person. Really into partners who are alive <laughs> right now. <laughs> really? Be clear about that. I'm so picky. <laughs> and I've really not entertained dating somebody who is deceased or digital. Mm-hmm. I would totally entertain it, but... Um... I think it would be one of those. It's sort of like being in a long-term relationship. Like, it's cool if it's the best you can get, but if you can find somebody closer, you should do that instead. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's right. my feelings on it. Right. Um, other issues that come... Well, another one that's a big part of the show is the struggle with family who don't want to upload... Mm-hmm. And that, and like trying to convince them to do it. So the battle between a more traditional religious view of an afterlife versus the modern technical view of uh, of an upload, yeah, afterlife, and that sort of awkward and sad experience that the woman has in the show of her dad not wanting to upload because. Um, her mom passed away and he wants to be with her in the spiritual afterlife and not go to an upload afterlife where she can still where she can so he kind of choose yeah and that's an interesting thing it's sort of a bird in the hand versus two in the bush like he could pick the digital afterlife and spend it with his daughter and that's a guaranteed thing but he's not sure how he feels about that world because it's weird mm-hmm. to be to make that transition or the unseen sort of unproven spiritual world, um, which is a leap of faith, literally. But he Not seemed like he had made that leap of faith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was totally on board. Mm-hmm. What came to my mind was try it for a while. Why don't you just upload for a while? And when you're like, okay, I'm good. Then have him pull the plug and then you can go spend some time with your wife. Why not do both? What I thought was interesting, too, in this world, there were people working on technologies to download an uploaded consciousness into a meat body again. Yeah, that was very interesting to me because of the branding of that, the The Oscar Oscar Mayer. Mayer. (laughs) Oscar Mayer Intel. Yeah, I was like, did Oscar Mayer really approve? They must have, because 
don't they use their logo or something like they use the name they use the name oscar meyer must have said okay <laughs> because otherwise they would have to change the name a little bit right what a weird that was pretty hilarious and then of course it goes really badly the first one they try but yeah but to do a really download badly. but then what happens i mean then it's people that can afford a new meat body mm-hmm. only get the meat bodies mm-hmm. and then what happens to the population of the earth yeah mm-hmm. you have way more people than were ever designed for yep also it's like why why make a meat body for yourself why not just put yourself in a virtual presence robot for now like if it's okay with having a meat body why not just put yourself one of those ipads on wheels and wheel yourself around town that's how you'd roll you'd rather be a robot i wouldn't rather be but it's a lot faster way it seems easier the technology's there already that's the thing it seems easier to develop a sufficiently advanced robot body a chassis essentially that could have superpowers (laughs) they've already proven your conscience fits basically in the size of a coffee table book yeah there's no reason why and even then it could be like wi-fi controlled so that's another area where i'm just like okay i understand there's some poetic license here and i like that they're addressing this idea of coming back but yeah there's so many inconsistencies well if you're gonna go there how about this if you could have a robot body that Mm -hmm. is more humanoid than it isn't humanoid why not visit your loved ones in the real world in this more humanoid robot body yeah. instead of a sex suit. Yeah. Come to, come to them instead of them coming to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Why, why aren't these people from Lakeview allowed to wander around the real world? All they can do is call people. They can appear in that weird funeral thing <laughs> where like they can weird. meet at a church it's, or it's the real, weird, but real... I like how they how they fashioned that scene. Yes. Like I thought it was really effective because essentially, what is it? It's a digital display. Yeah, but it looks like yeah. a big window it between does. the real world and this virtual world. It was an awesome depiction of a funeral, mm-hmm. and the conversations were just <laughs> surreal. Really, like, honey, I gotta funeral. go get ready for your funeral. You know, it was a really bad funeral too. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else in that movie that got you thinking, like, oh, yeah, how are we going to handle that? I mean, I could talk about it for a long time. I think that the people that the writers on the show are really good Mm -hmm. and it's really well written, Mm -hmm. even to the point where the the main character who has developed the software, the whole reason he's dead is because somebody put a hit on him. Mm hmm. And he essentially wrote software that allows people to be free of a corporate upload platform. Like people can have their own conscious consciousness and dictate where it goes. Yes. And build their own afterlife. Right. That's the key. Right. 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 Not Thank you. going into one that already exists. And it's really, it's a cool analogy for web 1.0 and web 2.0. It is, but also just having an open platform, something that's open licensed that you don't have to pay yeah. a whole bunch of money for mm-hmm. that isn't corporate and that you're in control of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like your medical records. You should be in sure. control of your medical records. It's basically like somebody come out with freeware 
And if you could imagine if somebody came out with freeware that was, say, as good as Adobe Photoshop, mm-hmm. I bet Adobe would want to put a stop to that. You sure. know, they got a monopoly on that or, you know, you name it, software that um, that's the first one that comes to mind is something that has no real competitor. I mean, GIMP kind of. Well, considering I've like almost never heard of GIMP. Is that freeware? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll well, have to try Well, it's open source. But is it free? It's free. Okay. I like the tone. <laughs> it's free. It's You don't have to pay for it, but I think that there is a differentiation between freeware versus open source software. Because okay. the licenses are different. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I said it like that. Okay. Another thing I like is when they escape I like some of the glitches. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> that that they find is is cool, and I like even getting the roll out of getting the roll by slamming the milk machine three it. times. <laughs> I thought that was great. I like finding when they have that hole in the bushes mm-hmm. that they can go to the. Um, I forget what they call it. It was like an underground market, but it was basically um, the dark web. Yeah. And get hacks for stuff. And of course, the hacks. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> that's the one I laughed at the most. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, again, the, the issue with the kid. The kid in there who, who died at, what, 11 or 12, I forget. Yeah. And his brother, his little brother, you know, gets older than or his friend or whatever gets older than him yeah Yeah. well it's both he first he complains i think because his friend has gotten old and stops talking to him because he's tired of talking to a 12 year old he's like 17 and then his brother too his little brother passes him in age and then goes out for prom or something like one of the dances at school yeah and so that was interesting the idea of in and after in in a um upload sort of post-singularity life which is your conscious does your age just freeze like that will they would they create artificial aging or it seemed like people potentially could either choose or have chosen for them the period in their life that they wanted to look like right. which makes me wonder like mm-hmm. the 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 old mogul <laughs> He was old. Choke, yeah. He decided he wanted to be like, well, and that's not fair. That's ageist of me. But he picked his advanced years to exist for eternity. Right. And other people picked young, middle-aged bodies. Well, that, well the interesting one is the, 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 that woman's grandmother who, who picked a black and white photo of herself. She didn't pick it. It was chosen for well, her. yeah. And they thought it was her or her sister. Right. But why? When did she die? That's a good question. She had to have died recently because her consciousness was uploaded. So she just opted to have a younger version of herself. They don't discuss it. Yeah. And maybe it was in her. <laughs> she couldn't be colorized. I mean, come on. They can do everything <laughs> in that and they couldn't give her color. But it's a cool. It's, it's a cool effect. It's a cool effect. I like what it gets you thinking about. But it. Again, it, they're taking some poetic license there. <laughs> In reality, it would just, I mean, create a, a normal colored version of a person. But yeah, it's a, it's a neat thing. But it, which raises another interesting question for me. 
and then we can wrap this up, but is maturity about experiences or about growing older? Is it a chemical thing or an experiential thing? So I think it's both. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't need to expound on either of those. No, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more chemical, less experiential, though. Your body, the components of your body are going to age and start to break down. Like mm -hmm. your mitochondrial integrity will eventually break down the older yeah. your body gets. But in terms of your personality, what matures your personality? Why are personality you sitting different... here nicely like this? And I haven't told you to like sit on your on your butt and stop climbing around and pay attention. I do have my feet on your couch. Yes, you do. But <laughs> you're acting way. very much like a grown up right now. So, is that because of experiences? Like you got tired of being a kid or is that because your brain was just matured? It's both. Because <laughs> you learn not to? Well, no, I think that your brain does gain some, um, I don't want to say plastic, but it is able to have a more stable process mm -hmm. when you get to be a certain age. But more than that, I think just behaviorally and as far as a personality goes, those things are experiential. Mm -hmm. Like over time, you learn the kind of person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it gets into this weird thing of your mental age versus your physical age too. You know, like you asked me, I tend to feel like I'm about 28, 29. Okay. Which I'm not anymore. <laughs> you're but almost mentally, twice that. No, you're not. What? <laughs> I just not wanted to say that out that. loud. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, for the most part, like if I had died at 29 and been uploaded, I don't think I would need some AI to artificially age me. And I'd probably be happy with how I looked at 29, probably leave it there. But if I had died at 14, I wouldn't want to have want to be 14 a 14 forever. year oh, old heavens. mentality for eternity. I'd want to progressively age. And so there'd have to be some calculation for that. And how weird would that be? Right. How do you write that algorithm? Well, I think they do. I think that the personalities do mature in this story. The characters develop, mm -hmm. but the kid's always a kid. He's always doing kid stuff. The outside of the kid does. The outside of the kid? The body does. Like this kid that you got in question, like wants to do oh, adult things. Oh, yeah, you're right. There is a mention of that, crassly. <laughs> yeah. And I, they talk about in the upload that, or in the update, that they're hoping, he's really hoping that it will come with some sort of Avatar more update. mature body yeah. yes but it's up to his mom if he gets that or not which is another thing like it's like extra how does yeah how does other other people are making these decisions for you who's the caretaker it's the person paying the bill yeah and that's weird it's very strange mm -hmm. if you're not the one footing the bill you're kind of at the behest of your sponsor mm -hmm. which is scary and that whole decision period of I'm, I might be dying. Hmm. So that he has to make while they're, you know, it's literally a, like a crossword, crosswords, crossroads in the hallway of, 
do I try and save my body or do I go the safe route and upload? Yeah. Which isn't, isn't safe. He just knows what the outcome is going to be. Like he'll be digitally intact almost a hundred percent, but not really. Like it turns mm. out that there's a certain percentage of people that can't handle it. But when they upload the people, like essentially their head gets cut off. Yeah. And there's the hope that maybe someday they can come back, but it is a very different life than the real Without world. Without a head. Right. I'm not into that. Yeah, you're right. They just freeze the body. <laughs> that was a messed up scene. It really was. But that's a whole other thing. Like, imagine the split second decisions you have to make as a medical practitioner, as a parent, as, a, as a caregiver, a as a person yourself. Have you had to make hard split, hard split, split, split second decisions like that? About life? Of course not. But I mean, when my dad was sick, we had to make decisions about which route to go, but it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was close. It wasn't like, well, it wasn't a dramatic difference between the decisions we were making really. Okay. Um, so I can't imagine... Like, you just get a call, phone call and you're like, your mom's been in an or your parents have been in an accident. We're not sure how much time they have left. They're hanging on by a thread. You need to decide right now. Are we going to try and save them or are we going to upload them? And you're just like, uh, I'm sitting with this moron on a couch. Like, and I have to make this call right now. You know? Mm-hmm. It gets me thinking there needs, there's going to have to be some real... People are going to have to be much more careful about their end-of-life plans, you know. Like, you have to wear a wristband or something that says, like, if I have a 10% chance of survival, upload me immediately. You know, what was interesting is that Nora, one of the main characters, she has a... The angel, right? Yeah, yeah. she's one of the angels with Horizon. Mm-hmm. She has a... Like a a drive, like you would, it's kind of like a USB, but it's a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was an interesting way, I thought, to carry data and information mm-hmm. around. Yeah, I like that too. Very secure, basically a thumb drive on right. your finger. Mm-hmm. And it just dropped into her console when she went to work or wherever her computer happens to be. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, it. yeah. Instead of wearing a bracelet, you could have it in some sort of readable device like that. Right. Yeah. That was a cool thing too. If this NFC ring you gave me worked, it could serve like that, but it's um <laughs> it's surprisingly dumb. It's unfortunately not not that cool, but I still wear it to show people how I'm married to technology. <laughs> Which I wasn't feeling super happy about at the beginning of the summer, but Oh <laughs> Technology got it. your feelings about technology have changed. I feel having watched um Upload again got me kind of excited about technology. Good. And it's actually more fun around here in the winter to have a smart house because you can see a lot more things going on with it. So I'm kind of getting excited about it again. But anyway. Pumpkin spice and smart houses, they go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, how did we do this? Do we do... Oh, first we do things that... Things that blew us that away. blew us away. I'm guessing you don't have one. I do. <gasps> you do? Clearly have not read the notes. <laughs> I didn't. Because your notes aren't in here. <laughs> because I own an old house and I spent the weekend cutting down trees that were threatening to fall on it. And 
almost fell on it when I cut the tree down. <laughs> oh, glad you lived. So yeah, yeah, that was a thing to consider too. But anyway, go things ahead. that blew me away. Um, the thing that it, it hasn't blown me away, but it, I thought it was exciting. So it kind of blew me away a little bit. So I wear this aura ring, which mm. tracks my biometrics. Yeah. So it does like respiration and heart rate and activity steps, um, temperature, a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And so I like it. I like what it tracks. It's really effective. But there's another company called Whoop that has a wristband that does something similar. But what what's interesting about this second company whoop is that they're coming out with a 4.0 version of their hardware and in this hardware is a new battery technology by this company called Sila. Hmm. and this company has figured out how to pack more energy storing capacity into a small battery Ooh. like these lithium ion batteries mm -hmm. and so as an outcome of that Whoop was able to make a smaller wristband mm. with a similar amount of battery life. And they're looking to, the company that developed this battery technology is looking to expand this back out to multiple industries. So I'm interested, I'm still looking at this wristband as something to track biometrics because I think that that personally is interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I like that they're figuring out these battery technologies because I think there are impacts that improvement of battery storage has all over industry and so that's exciting to me and i'll link to a few articles where they're talking about it that is super awesome to me because if battery storage was keeping pace at all with technology development i mean it would just be insane. It's really holding us back terribly. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how it would affect the efficiency of electric cars. It, it would make electric cars be able to store more energy than gasoline. So you wouldn't have to recharge them as much mileage. I mean, the miles per charge would be just ridiculous same with batteries for like solar systems yeah right so mm -hmm. there's all that and then just everyday stuff like if you could really miniaturize a battery i mean look at all the things i got plugged in yeah. drives me nuts and things that are permanently plugged in like why why does that light have to be plugged in if it had just had a tiny battery in it that lasted a couple months you know like my i have my power blinds you know they go for months and months before they need to be recharged hmm. and it's just like look at all the other things that are plugged in that wouldn't have to be and all the exciting things we could do if we didn't have stupid cables coming off of stuff you know <laughs> right. yeah so i i keep waiting for the battery revolution that i keep hearing little hints about like maybe it's here maybe it's here but that's huge yeah battery like piezoelectric um circuits that are um charged by movement essentially mm -hmm. those are exciting too yeah so getting ourselves free from the electrical grid mm -hmm. would be huge look yeah. at i mean look at like what happened in texas and stuff yeah if people were able to generate power and or and or store power much more easily 
in, in large quantities, you wouldn't have, I mean, you would be saving lives. Stop getting distracted by my cat, my adorable cat. She's super cute. <laughs> Rob, what for was those, the thing that blew you away? Home, my cat just crawled out of a blanket, <laughs> kind of groggy, and it's is wandering off cute. to look for food. Well, uh, there's a number of things. I wouldn't say blown away, but just some things that, that struck me that I kind of wanted to remember. And one of them was uh, sort of related to what we've been talking about today, Pascal's Wager. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. That is the idea that it's better to bet on God and be wrong than it is to bet against him, her, it, whatever you want to call God. That the potential loss in that case is much worse. Yeah. So it's the idea that if you can either believe in God or a God um, or not, but if you believe in God and believing in God is what is what gets you into heaven then why would, and well, let's say there's like one in a trillion chance that heaven actually exists. It's still better than zero, which is your chances of getting in if you don't believe at all. Right. If you're so, wrong, meh. If you're wrong, you just... If you're right, yay. What did you lose? Exactly. It's a very interesting idea. And I think it... I think it exposes a bit of an interesting thing about how we as humans operate in that we would, we're a little bit stubborn in that we would rather mm-hmm. not believe in something and take the risk than, than just believe in something that we don't think is true. I've heard this applied to climate change. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like- yeah. What if you if you just decide you're going to believe in climate change and the things clean up even marginally, mm-hmm. everybody wins. Yeah. But if you're wrong, everybody dies. Yeah, right. If you don't believe it. I could see a little bit of an argument of like, well, if we spend all this money and effort on cleaning up the environment and stuff, you know, and not using fossil fuels, that stuff's expensive, but... Ultimately, it's pushing us in a direction we should be going anyway. Mm-hmm. Being cleaner with our fuel is a is just by default a good thing. It's right. not regardless of if we need to or not. So yeah. All right. Well, what did you Sigh. pick this one? I picked this one. Oh boy. <laughs> you didn't come with a topic. No. <laughs> I felt like there was one I want, I've been excited about doing, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh, float tanks. Oh, yeah. It's not a new technology. No. Nope. But it's relatively new that you can have a float tank in your house. And I have one. <laughs> As one does. They've been around, <laughs> I think, since the 50s. So we get to talk about Stranger Things. Probably seventy years that they've been around. We could talk about Stranger Things. We could talk about Altered States, which is a movie mm-hmm. about a float tank, and we could talk about them in general. What I'm kind of excited about float tanks. I guess really excited if I went to the trouble of buying one and having 800 pounds of Epsom salt shipped to my house. <laughs> Your UPS delivery person is amazing. They didn't actually bring it to my house, but the poor woman did have to lift every single box and put my like number on it or something. Anyway, She's a she, hero. she I know. I baked her some banana bread and gave it to her. To that was her. very nice. Yeah, I have a nice male lady. 
Anyway, so flow tanks slash uh, um, sensory deprivation tanks. I haven't heard anything else, other terms from flow tanks. That's your different. Oh, that's good. I think those are the two terms they might be known as. But they're the saltwater tanks. You float in and you don't feel anything and you sort of strippy. <laughs> Next time on the InStuff podcast. Kristen, thanks so much for coming back. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to the InStuff podcast. If you'd like to join the discussion or see links to the things we referenced in today's episode, feel free to pop on over to instuffpodcast.com. That's the letter N, stuffpodcast.com. If you're enjoying the InStuff podcast, check out my other podcast, Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska. In each episode, we share amazing true stories from Alaska told by the Alaskans who experienced them. The New York Times recently called Dark Winter Nights the best winter podcast for storytelling lovers. Check out Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska, wherever you get your podcasts, or at darkwinternights.com. The InStuff podcast is brought to you by Scratch Band. You wouldn't rub your face on the handle of a grocery cart or the doorknob to a public building, or any doorknob probably for that matter, but you're kind of doing the same thing when you touch that grocery cart handle, you touch that public doorknob, and then a moment later you rub your eyes, nose, or mouth with your fingers. Until now, Scratch Band allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers, therefore breaking the chain between your face and the public world. Scratch Band. More information at scratchband.life.